gentlemen, welcome to Movie Breaks. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that isn't on the net. Because <laughs> yep. stick figures have been copyrighted, apparently. <laughs> uh, we are uh, actually back on the net right now, but um, goodbye YouTube, hello iTunes. This will be the first the first uh, one, well, 35 will be up there, that was the one that got us uh, permanently banned from YouTube for reasons that I cannot uh, figure out, and they will not answer any more emails. So, yeah. who cares? That's fine. Moving on. We'll just move. I think I, move I actually I actually have the answer for that. I figured out what actually happened. Um, I found out who the owner of YouTube is. Uh, oh, no. His name is Edward. His name is Edward Furlong. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> Pecker Furlong. It was yeah, <laughs> that, and he's such a fan of our show that that episode was yes. up for literally five minutes, and we were done. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, if, if you're listening uh, out yeah. there, and you like wanted to put uh, original content on the internet, just leave Eddie Furlong out of it because that guy. Yeah, you. He's, He's got a bad streak. He's, he's the Terminator of the internet. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get to the roulette, uh, we did have a listener email. Steve, uh, Stephen asked the question: Who's the better actor, in your opinion, DiCap- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or Matt Damon? And what's your favorite movie from uh, each of them? Tough question because they're both great. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we got a lot to get to this episode. Oh, by the way, I'm Eric yeah. Marner, uh, already on iTunes, screwing up the, the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's 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 the uh, the the first time jitters, right? Just, just like, how's this going to be? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the uh, Apple and people I, and are I'm already uh, like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, like let's flag this the Apple one. People yeah, I don't know. If... <laughs> YouTube dumped them. Uh, I don't know if we should uh, put their yeah. their content up either. Next, next thing you know, we're going to be only <laughs> okay. on, we're going to be only on Troma's site. Like Troma will accept us as as their <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> Hello, this everyone. Is going Welcome off to the Movie Freaks, the only podcast on AOL <laughs> <laughs> on Netscape Navigator. <laughs> 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 wow! Uh, eventually, we'll just be mailing out CDs of the show, like yeah. the, in early days of Netflix. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> so, in your opinion, DiCaprio or Damon? They're both great actors. Um, before we say what our favorite movie from them of each would be, which one would you prefer? Uh, I definitely, it, that was easy for me. Now, picking a movie was a little bit trickier, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's probably my favorite working actor today. So that was an easy easy one there. Although Matt Damon is, he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I just, I, I like DiCaprio's range a bit more than uh, than Matt Damon's. Uh, and they both have great range, but I, I, something about DiCaprio, he can just transform into so many different characters, whereas Matt Damon, it's like, ah, that that's Matt Damon. He's... Now he's you know kicking ass, uh, born movies and but you know now he's kicking ass in the oceans movies, 
and it's that that's just me though. But I think he's he's still a great actor. I tend to agree, and I when I was thinking about it, I kind of came to a similar conclusion. But at the same time, I wonder if um, it's just because DiCaprio seems a little more frisky in his choices of of acting roles, or maybe he gets offered the more different roles. Um, and Matt, I mean, Matt Damon does a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say political work, but extra charity work, and he, he's off doing other other things. Like it almost seems like the the acting. I mean, he's really into too, but it seems like maybe it's second tier to his philanthropy. Let's put it that way. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll take either one of them in a movie any day of the week over most people. Not Edward Furlong because I love him. Yeah. Please, please don't kick us off iTunes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I also would would pick DiCaprio. <laughs> Um, but going down a little bit of the resume, I definitely would pick DiCaprio's resume. Um, Damon has a lot of great movies as well, but I, again, I just like the variety that DiCaprio has going. The, the quick highlights for me, I mean, from the beginning, Gilbert Grape, Quick and the Dead, Catch Me If You Can, The Aviator, Body of Lies, Inception, and, uh, Django, and then for Damon, Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Ocean's Eleven, the Bourne movies, the three good ones, and The Departed, they were both in. So, Yahtzee. And, and that, that was, was great. That, that, that was actually um, probably the best movie from each of them was, it's funny, is combined, I think The Departed is probably my favorite from both of them. Um, and they were... Eh, maybe Aviator or Catch Me If You Can for DiCaprio might be... Or Body... I mean, he has so many good ones, Body of Lies. But if, if I had to pick a favorite performance from them, i go with the lesser ones like i go uh with dicaprio i'd pick the beach and with damon okay. i'd pick i'd pick rounders um okay just because they're a little more intimate they're a little smaller yeah. i love seeing dicaprio and the beach go all tyler durden nuts i love that yeah <laughs> it cracks me up to no end yeah yeah and, and also i th- i thought like the same with dicaprio even his even dicaprio's Lesser, role, I don't want to say lesser role, but like his his supporting actor role in in Django, he stole he stole the scene from from everybody in the movie. He was the best part of that movie, I in agree. my opinion. So, um, you know, th- but that's just you know that's personal preference. They, they both are fantastic actors. I think I completely agree. Um, so we both we love both of them, but we're both coming down on the DiCaprio side of things. Yeah. And Let's go ahead and move on to the roulette. Uh, Last episode we had The Way Back versus Brick Mansions. Um, And I will go first. I'm excited to talk about this one. This was a blind one. That was an absolute win. Definite thumbs up. Um, And one you definitely need to watch. You definitely need to check it out. So that Uh, one stays on my my my, roulette. on your queue, absolutely. On my queue. Yep. And this is Good. one. You, this is one you could watch with the wife. It's okay. it's it's kind of gritty and a little hard here and there, but it it's within her realm, I believe. Um, okay. Uh, the oh jeez, sorry. Once again, I got I got uh, the jitters. I don't have the synopsis up here. Basically, some guys are in prison in Siberia. Um, uh, is it World War Two? Is either World War Two or World War One? I'm not sure. I think it was World War Two. Um. And then they they escape from prison, 
And then they walk like 4,000 miles to freedom across mountains, deserts, snow. It's just a mess. Now, when I give you that synopsis, your instant thought is like slow drama and sad and, you know, that some of the crew aren't going to make it. And those things are true, but it's not like... It's more faster paced than, than you would think. And there was no time where I was like, come on, let's go. I mean, if any of that did happen, it was immediately like it picked up again. And it was okay. constantly, they were constantly traversing different terrain. So it went from like snowy, crazy ice mountain, we're going to freeze to death, to Gobi Desert, we're all going to die of thirst. And then moving right on to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next, like, and it has some decently fast cuts in between some of the time frames. Um, I'm surprised this movie didn't get more buzz. I didn't, I've never heard of it. Uh, I literally have never heard of it till it came on Netflix. But uh, uh, very good cast of people that I like, Jim Sturgis, Ed Harris, Colin Farrell. Um, some people before they were uh, even decently well-known, like, unpronounceable name, uh, Sarah Ronan, you, you know her? Uh, I don't think so. She was in Hannah. She was the girl in Hannah. She was oh, in, okay. Yeah, she was in Grand Budapest Hotel. She was, uh, was she in this latest hot thing, Insurgent, uh, The Host? Um, but anyway, she's, she's fairly hot property right now. Um, and she, she did a, a great job. Uh, Mark Strong, everyone's favorite villain these days. Yep. Uh, he was good in it as well. Uh, I, I just, I really liked it. And, you know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea because it is a Peter Weir film, okay? And I tend oh, to yeah. really like Peter, Peter Weir films, but a lot of people, he's very kind of hit and miss, I think, with a lot of people. And I, one that I would I go back to a lot is uh, The Mosquito Coast and Fearless. I love both those movies. A lot of people don't like mm-hmm. those movies. Um What's another? I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, you're. You're gonna not believe this. I have never watched Mosquito Coast. A lot of people haven't. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford, River Phoenix. Uh, yeah. I really. Now, I really like the movie. Oh, Peter Weir did direct Master and Commander, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. That was a great movie, by the way. Yep. Witness, 1985. Great movie. Witness was fantastic. I Dead, love that movie. Dead Poet Society, uh, The Truman Show. I mean, he's just kind of had a variety that's kind of been all over the place, you know. But yeah, I, I do know yeah. that the ones that I that really stand out to me, like Mosquito Coast and Fearless, got very mixed reviews, as I recall. I could be wrong on that, but that's that's the yeah. way I remember it. And I I like them because even though they're kind of dark or uh, might be a little sad, they're very weird, and I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, big thumbs up for me, and I think the way back was more uh, positive and up than uh, some of his other movies that I mentioned. And I okay. it, and it is a little long, but bear with it. it. It doesn't. I don't feel like it went too long. I, I could be wrong because I watched it over like several viewings, uh, you know, over sure. a few days, um, just getting in where I can, you know, and not dealing with kids. But it, I really dug it, and I, I it was shot absolutely gorgeous. I th- I think you would like it. So okay, give the way back a shot. Uh, okay, okay. What did you have brick mansions? Okay. Over to you. I had I had brick mansions. Okay, so this is another one of the uh, 
Eurocorp movies, uh, written by uh, Lucas Bassan, screenplay, screenplay by Luc Bassan. Uh, this stars Paul Walker in one of his last roles, and uh, David, I think he pronounced his last name David Bell, or is it David Bella? Um, he's a French actor. He was in, this is essentially, this is a remake of District uh, District 13, District B13, mm-hmm. and he was in the original, and uh, the RZA is in this, the rapper. <laughs> Uh, um, and uh, a couple other people that you may or may not recognize. Uh, there's a one huge French dude, Robert uh, Mallet, and he was uh, he was the big French guy in the uh, oh, which Sherlock Holmes movie was it? Uh, he was the huge guy that Holmes with and Watson are continuing. The scene with the, the s- yes, yeah, yes, the that's with him. The boat. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he was I in think this. That was the first pretty one. much. Okay, he was doing this. He was it was the same, essentially the same character in this. Uh, so I just mentioned it because I recognized him immediately. I'm like, ah, he was in Sherlock Holmes. But uh, okay, so Brick Mansions mm. uh, for me, your thumbs up. This was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, it's silly, a hundred percent, completely ridiculous, silly. And by the time it was done, there's so many cliches in this movie, and it's such a I hate to say generic action movie, but it is. Yet I was never bored. The action was good. It was fun, um, and you just you just know what's going to happen. You're like, okay, this is going to happen next. But I was I was like, this is, I'm still having a good time. I'm enjoying this. It's good good stunts, some good explosions, and it's like the, that Eurocorp company uh, with the, you know the transporter movies and the Taken movies. Even though some of them are meh, they generally have fairly decent action, and this one here has decent action and. It doesn't oversee its welcome. Paul Walker is pretty much the exact same character that he plays in the Fast and Furious movies. Um, but I thought it was good. I mean, it's you know, he's an undercover cop, and he's infiltrating this, trying to bring down a crime lord and uh, bombs and stuff and kung fu, the whatever. It's... It's almost, it's almost, it's just, just like what, what gets you to the next action scene where they're jumping around and avoiding right, bullets right. and then it's, uh, but I liked it and it, I'm, I know I'm making it sound like it's not that good, but I enjoyed no, I, it. It, I, it. It sounds as predicted to me that it was just a fun kind of no brainer, blow some stuff up. And you know what? Yeah. Kind of the original is kind of the same way. The only thing that made it really yeah. stand out was the, uh, free running, uh, at a time when it wasn't huge yet. And yeah. everybody wasn't aware of it. <clears throat> yeah, and this this movie, of okay. course, has tons of that, and it works. Yeah, it works. But going with lower expectations, I would have been very disappointed had I seen it in the theater. But for a Netflix movie, oh, it's it, an easy ninety minute watch, easy. So cool. Okay, let's move on to the next round. Unless you have okay. anything else to add. Nope, that's it. Um. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, first one I'm offering, uh, we're doing a blind round again, blind Netflix. And the first one I'm offering up for you is one that you threw at me, and I'm throwing it back at you because I think you might want to watch it. And the cover looks like it's too good to be true. So I figure I'll throw it back at you so maybe I don't have to watch it. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> on a trip home to Italy to visit her father, uh, Never Lake. Jenny is thrown into a world of mystery, horror, and legend as she is compelled to discover the truth behind all his secrets and lies. Dun-dun-dun. 
Um, Next up is another one that I'm uh, bringing up again, and that is with Jean-Claude, JCVD, Welcome to the Jungle, which looks like kind of a comedy action uh, thing. Company retreat to a tropical island goes terribly awry. Uh, How long is that one? It can't be more than 90 minutes. It just, that just feels like 90 uh, minutes. Uh, it's 95. So. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that last five minutes is really going to put the yeah, kibosh on it. It was, it was, let's it hope was, they have the real slow credits that take 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay. Next up is, this is another totally random find on Netflix. I you might I wouldn't be too surprised if you've seen it. Um, Almost Human from 2013. Uh, this sci-fi hmm. horror. Mark Fisher disappeared from his home in a brilliant flash of blue light almost 2 years ago. You seen it? That sounds familiar. Um, his friend Seth Hampton was the last to see him alive. Now a string of grisly violent murders leads Seth to believe that Mark is back and something evil is inside of him. Oh, good lord. Yes, I did. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> oh, yep. cover had so much hope. Oh, the cover looks great. That's the only good part about that movie. That's one of those where immediately you're like, oh, these are actors acting in front of uh, a novice director that has a high-definition camera. This is not good. <laughs> yep. Nope. That was Okay, well... Um, We'll move right on. I've got a couple of <clears throat> excuse me, man. It might, I think it. I think the net, uh, the internet is slow on my side. What's going on here? Okay. Now, uh, bear with me on the spelling. This is called Wrath of Vajra. V a j r a from 2013. I wanted to throw a couple more martial arts, kung fu, Asian films on here. And I went for the shortest ones that I could find. This one's an hour fifty-five, but I did research. Okay. I went and found. I went and watched the trailers to make sure they at least passed the trailer test. <laughs> okay. And the two that I came up with, these absolutely passed the trailer test. Uh, before the okay. West entered World War II, a Japanese death cult called the Temple of Hades is ordered to aid in the spiritual deconstruction or destruction of China. Their method, abduct their enemies' children and train them as killers for the emperor. Um, and the trailer held up to that synopsis. The trailer was pretty badass. Looks like it's pretty well shot. <clears throat> uh, action, fantasy, maybe, well, it says action, fantasy. I don't know how much fantasy will be in it, but it looks like a, a sweet martial arts flick. I almost gave that to you. I almost gave that one to you. Tonight. That one's been on my list for a while. Okay. Um, okay. Next up is Sorcerer and the White Snake. This is a Jet Li movie from 2011. And you have <clears> not <throat> seen this one? 94. I have not seen this one. This one's 94 minutes. And... I didn't click on it because it looks kind of cheesy and, and Jet Li's in a lot of strange stuff. But I was like, you know what? Let me go check out the trailer and see if there's any hope for this thing. Holy crap. This trailer kicked butt. Do you remember uh, 
what was that movie called? Uh, Zoo Warriors, I think, where they were flying oh, around yeah. the different uh, uh, islands floating in the sky and freaking uh, all kinds of magic giant serpents and uh, it was insane fantasy stuff. The trailer looked like that. And it's 94 minutes. So even if it's yeah. crazy or horrible, at least it should be short and entertaining. Okay. Yeah. A master monk tries to protect a naive young physician from a thousand-year-old snake demon. A contest of psychic powers results in mayhem. And there was all kinds of CGI special effects. And, hey, it's Jet Li. Um, and it looked great. Hour 40, it says on IMDb. But, anyway, close enough. Um, okay. Now, I guess, well, you took one off my list. I'll, I'll, I'll throw another one back on there just so we have uh, a nice round five for you. Okay. And every time that I have to do that because you've seen too many horror movies, I'm going to throw you Last Days again uh, and forever uh, until, until uh, <laughs> that's because it's because you made me watch that freaking earthquake movie <laughs> the last days from 2013 uh, <laughs> the there it is last days a uh, mysterious mm. epidemic sp- spreads across the planet the humanity uh, humanity develops an irrational fear of open spaces that causes instant death soon the world population is trapped inside buildings and barcelona descends into chaos and it's probably subtitled but at least it's only an hour 40 yeah Hmm. (laughs) let's see um i'm so close to just taking that one to be done with it although you did put on you did put on never lake and that's one of my number one movies to watch right now i want to watch that because it really did get a lot of good reviews um I'm I'm gonna take Neverland. From who? Yep. What's that? <laughs> okay. Well, at least hey, it saves me. I said, who are the good reviews from? Oh, oh, from oh, well, yeah. horror sites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least yep. it saves me for another haunter. I don't have to watch. Okay. Yeah. So never um, like one and since number we're going two totally will... blind, you get two more. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, number two is Welcome to the Jungle. Number th- number three is Last Days. Okay. <laughs> so there's my lineup. I uh, I mean, th- seriously, you you gave me some pretty good ones because all of those I would not mind seeing. Like Sorcerer and the White Snake um, would have been my number two or three, but Welcome to the Jungle, I'm like, that's one that I could probably watch with the wife. Sorcerer and the White Snake, nah, probably not. And Last Days, no, nah, probably not. So, um, uh, never like least- one... At least go watch the trailer for Sorcerer and the White Snake because it's nuts. Okay. It was awesome. Okay. I have a feeling that one of us will end up watching that thing. Oh, I, I'm I assume I will be soon. <laughs> okay. Okay, so for you, uh I've got one, two, three, four for the uh, again, I'm just gonna let you know I had uh Netflix have seen and I've got New Roulette, and then I've got Blu-ray picks. And I want to just let you know that I always have, like, three different categories just in case we decide at the last minute, hey, we're going to do Blu-ray Roulette or we're going to do movies we've seen. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, th- we're still sticking with the New Roulette, the have not seen. So here is your list. Uh, first up is, and I forget if I gave this to you last week, but it's a movie called from 2014 called At the Devil's Door. Uh, yes, you did, and I think okay. that the synopsis turned me right off, whatever it was. Yep, probably <laughs> did, yeah. I, I, for, I forget if I gave you that one or not, I'm like, uh, I, I'm gonna, 
I, I didn't I didn't remember, so that's why you uh yeah, it's back on there. Uh ambitious young real estate agent. Oh yeah, now that I'm reading the synopsis, I'm like, Yeah, I I did tell you that. I did <laughs> give you that one. Disturbed young yes, girl. Disturbed young girl. <laughs> Here we go again. Of course. Yep. And uh, on top of that, I'm going to throw another one right back your way, and that's King of Devil's Island. I really think that that sounds good. Uh, I need to look into that one again because we were in the throes of of comic <laughs> gold. Yeah, comedy gold yeah, right there. Laughing our heads off. Uh, King yeah. of Devil's Island. Yeah. Norwegian winter, early 20th century. Uh, boys home in. Bastoy, a oh, new yeah, inmate yeah, okay. leads the boys. Yeah, that just—I have a feeling that that's going to be a really good movie. Okay, first two have devil in the title. Yep, of We're course. To... You know, the first one's horror. The second one is like drama. I think action drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third one, this is kind of funny. But you uh, had given me one movie that uh, previously you'd thrown my way, and this was actually one that I had on my list, and that would be Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> now, <laughs> one of are, one of us is going to. Don't watch we have that. to both watch it now? Mm. Oh shoot! We do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, that's what we did last time. <laughs> oh boy, uh, joy. <laughs> so, do I even give you the other ones that I have? Oh yeah, or? yeah. This is now now it becomes a bonus because we both had it on the list. Now we both have to watch it and all of it. Okay, no. So that means so Neverland, Never Lake is still my number one. Yep. But then af- on top of that, Welcome to the Jungle has to yep. happen. <laughs> So there's a chance both of us might be screwed on two not good movies. Uh, yeah, but if you want—I mean, if you want to take a mulligan on Never Lake, you can watch something else. Gotcha. But, but okay. Welcome to the Jungle doesn't count. Okay. Okay. So Welcome to the Jungle is going to happen. Uh, okay. Dang it. <laughs> uh, next up is Lizzie Borden took an axe with Christina Ricci. Yes. Oh, I heard some mixed reviews on that one. Okay. And the only reason I, because uh, I saw that she was in it, and I'm like, oh, okay, Christina Ricci's in a movie. I haven't seen her recently, so. It's a Lifetime movie, dude. What are you Ooh. doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, they focus on, uh, on heartfelt You're drama. like, but she has an axe. Even yeah, on, she has even, an axe. even on Lifetime, surely there's heads that are rolling, right? Yeah, and it's Christina Ricci. She's got a big forehead, but she's still ki- <laughs> kind of hot. She's got an right? eight head. She'll probably get naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crime, yes. drama, mystery, thriller yeah. from Lifetime. From Lifetime, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll take okay. an axe right to that pick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now this next one, I'm very curious as to what you're going to think of this one. Okay. Uh, Thirty seconds to Mars artifact. What? Uh, Thirty seconds to Mars. It's there. It's uh, it's a documentary on. On that band and the the stuff that they had to go through to uh, to get their record made, there was something. Um, this is on Netflix. Yeah, it's a documentary about about his band uh, telling harsh truths about the modern music business. This riveting and award winning documentary gives intimate access to singer actor Jared Leto's. Uh, let me just see. Uh, and his band's 30 Seconds to Mars as they fight a relentless lawsuit with record label Virgin EMI and write songs for their album This Is War. Opening up his life for the camera during months of excruciating pressures, Leto reveals the struggles his band must face over questions of art, money, and integrity. Wow. That, uh... (laughs) I like that band, so that's, uh... Yeah. hmm. Wow, that is. Yeah, I thought thought that sounded really good. Yeah, it does. It's not... I don't see it on IMDb. That's weird. Oh, well. 
Okay, cool. Wow. I'm, to, I'm, wait, it, ugh, it, I probably am not going to pick that because I'll watch it anyway. And I'm yeah, no, that is you have to do a search for drone or uh, for artifact. Artifact. Okay. Yeah, artifact. So okay, but I thought it. I mean, that's something that I even want to watch. That sounds. Yeah, good. I probably won't pick that because I might. I'll probably watch it on my own, uh, okay. and I try and use the roulette to kick me in the rear to watch stuff. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, the last one is, and there's a reason why I picked this one. Um, 2013, a movie called Drones. It's uh, it's only 82 minutes long. Two soldiers are tasked with deciding the fate of a terrorist with a single push of a button. As the re- as the action plays out in real time, their window to use a deadly military drone uh, on the target slowly closes. With time running out, the soldiers begin to question what the real motives are behind the ordered lethal attack. I think it sounds good. I've never heard of it, but here's the thing. Uh, it's directed by Rick Rosenthal. Rosenthal, I think it's how you pronounce it. Rosenthal. I think. Yeah, and he and he directed Halloween two from two, uh, nineteen eighty one, the like Carpenter's sequel, mm. and uh, I think that he also directed nineteen eighty three's Bad Boys, starring Sean Penn, which is a very good movie. Um, he also directed Halloween Resurrection. Let's not. I purpose. I purposely did not I, say I, that. I, which, I looked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's only eighty two minutes long, and it has an in, very interesting premise. I thought the the premise was very interesting to me. Um, so it it could be a complete bust. I don't know, but at the very least, I thought I'd throw that sure on there. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to take that one either. That cover is shady. That, <laughs> that looks like Behind Enemy Lines Part Four. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh boy, what am I going to pick here? Man, that thirty seconds to Mars would be an easy slide out of this roulette, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'll take At the Devil's Door. Num- okay. Since it's 90 minutes, nice. it wins the top spot. Uh, then next I'll take... Well, not the uh, other two, Kings of Devil's Island, and then I'll take 30 Seconds to Mars, because if I uh, at least that one I should be entertained. Yeah, that's true. Okay, good. Well, I think that this is going to be a very interesting... Uh, next roulette when we talk about these because I really do think I, I have high hopes for Never Lake. Uh, I thought the trailer looked good and I haven't I don't think I've seen any really negative reviews and I have it's not just sites it's like people talking yeah. about the movie. It seems like it could potentially be a gem in the rough. One person actually and then this is way out there but one person compared it to um, uh, the Devil's oh what's the movie called Devil's Playground or the Devil's uh, Playground. Sh- I think it's a, a Del, one of Del Toro's movies. Um, shoot, what's it called? Um, hmm. Guillermo Del Toro's movie. Uh, what's it called? The The Devil's. Oh, The Devil's something? Backbone. Yes, okay. yes. I heard it's. I heard it was compared to that. Oh, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, me. Oh, me too. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I was to the area where they shot this movie. I mean, in Italy and in the Tuscan, the Tuscany Valley. I'm like, ah, okay, well. I want to see this movie. Right. So, yeah, the cover looks too intriguing not for uh, for one of us to not jump on that thing. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on. The next thing uh, that we need to get to, uh, we're doing pretty good on time. If we can chug through this next section, we'll stay right on track. Now we've been okay. teasing it for a long time, and it is finally time to dive on our 
top 100. We're being forced to put the gun to our head and pick our favorite movies. And and so that we're not listing, uh, and neither one of us could keep it to 100. So we've got 50 honorable mentions, excuse me. This month, uh, we'll just be doing one segment a month. This month we're doing... um, 50 of the honorable mentions. Next month we'll do 50 more of the honorable men or 25, sorry. 25 of the honorable mentions this month, 25 next month, and then we start with the top 100 the month after that. I figured the way that we would do this is kind of uh not spend a ton of time on the honorable mentions, especially since we're doing 25 at a clip. Um Yeah. We really just kind of move right through, uh, especially the movies that we've talked about before. Um Maybe, uh, I figured we'd do five at a time. I'll do five, you do five, back and forth till we're done. <clears throat> yep. So we will be covering 50 through tw- through 26, and I have them numbered that way. Lowest to highest. Um, okay. I will go first. Number 50 at the bottom, because I had to include at least one musical uh, entry... I have Slipknot Disaster Pieces. And everybody out there right now is going, oh my god, we have to listen to this all year? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, it's all better from here. But this is the best live recording uh, musical DVD that I've ever seen in my life. It's like 5-1 sound uh, on my DVD, but it is incredible, the sound that pumps out of your sound system with this uh, live metal show, and you have to see it sometime. Uh, okay. Number forty-nine. I and uh, man, it got hard putting these down here and trying to organize them. Number forty-nine. I have Top Secret, one of my all-time favorite comedies. Do you remember this movie with Val Kilmer? Oh, heck yeah, that's a great. Absolutely movie. love this movie. It does not get near enough praise. It's every bit as funny as Airplane. It's from the same people that made that, if not funnier. Uh, number forty-eight. My only John Waters movie on the list, and that is Cecil B. Demented. Uh, Good absolutely movie. fantastic uh, comedy. And as uh, what I notice is most of my honorable mentions uh, for these fifty, that's kind of where m- the majority of my comedies and horrors fell to. Um, but I still love them. Uh, number forty-seven, I have Wicker Man. It was hard to bump this thing down that far because it's yeah. a, a masterpiece. I love the film. Number forty-six, I have Sleepaway Camp. Now both these movies, I ended up knocking down. Uh, into honorable mentions because what makes them so great is the ending, especially with Sleepaway Camp. It's all about the ending. The rest of the movie is yeah. fairly generic, uh, albeit crazier slasher film. Wicker Man is a little more mystery going through it, but it's still it's all about those endings. Yep, I agree. Yep. Okay, uh, fifty through forty-six from you, please. Okay, so um, I thought that I would start things off right <laughs> for me being the soft underbelly guy. So I'm going to start off with uh, with the very last one would be, I'm going to start off with Troma, and that would be Poultrygeist. Oh, I was hoping that it would just be all Troma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Troma, the studio. The studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, Poultrygeist. I, I, that movie continues to bring a huge shit-eating grin to my face. I, I like it. Me I, too. It's a good movie. Um, next up for me is a Roger Corman movie called Forbidden World. And I have seen this movie way too many times for the quality of, of film that this is. But I, it's, it's 75 minutes of complete sci-fi smutty awesomeness. And I now love I'm going to derail uh, you there for a minute because there's some, a thought that I had this week. 
<clears throat> it's funny, in all the times that we discuss, uh, this movie is bad, this movie is bad, but it's fun, this movie is bad, but it's just bad. It's interesting how um, Corman has a certain style of bad that's entertaining, and Troma has a certain style of bad that you just, it's almost unbearable. <clears throat> and then yeah. you have, like, the, um, oh, what are some more, uh, Yui Bull, that's what I was thinking of, Yui Bull's version of bad, and uh, Olaf Eatenbach. And yeah, they all have their certain way, they, they have their certain things about them that I'm like, ah, that's just cool. It's, it is, it's <laughs> just funny how, I mean, you mentioned Forbidden World, and it makes me want to watch a Corman movie. Not necessarily that yeah. one, but anyone. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, there's this certain thing about them, like, oh, that's a Roger Corman movie, that feels like a Roger Corman movie. I love that. Anyway. Yeah, oh, me, me too, okay. yep. Um, next up <clears throat> is The Frighteners from Peter Jackson. Uh, I thought that was a great movie. I liked the fact that that was him showing what he can do with uh, with his special effects company before uh, he became huge with the Lord of the Rings. Movie. I just had the sudden, the freezing panic that I forgot about the Frighteners somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's going to happen a lot during this segment. Okay. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, so that was three. <clears throat> Next up is uh, William Lustig's Maniac from 1980, I believe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was uh, one of the most grindhousiest, nastiest of the slasher movies from the early 80s. And it holds up extremely well. A lot of those movies are now quaint and dated. That one there is still hardcore. Mm-hmm. It uh, is. So, yeah. Um, okay, next up is... Uh, please don't laugh, but, you know, I'm going to include it because I thought it was a good movie, and that is the French horror movie Inside. I know you're not a big fan. I wouldn't laugh at that. That's just a difference of opinion. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, and that's just... Honestly, I am going mainly by the first time I watched that movie. I was so shocked at the violence that was in that movie and how it was such a short movie and it was just go, 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 go. And it was so simple. The storyline was so simple where, where most French movies are not. That was uh, just a crazy woman wants to wants to murder a pregnant woman and steal her baby out of her belly. The end. That's the yeah. story. And it's just, it's just. Ugh. It is. So, uh, and it, so anyway, that's, that's my first okay. five. Uh, jumping right back in. Number 45, I have The Legend of 1900. This one was really hard to bump down to honorable mention as well because I love this movie. But I, I, when trying to decide for the top 100, I, w- I was really trying to force myself to say, "It was this movie. Did this movie change uh, your view of cinema? Did it really like push the envelope? Like those are the kind of movies I really wanted in the top 100 because those are the ones that affect me the most." And yeah. I can't say that this movie did that. It's a great story. I love the acting. I absolutely, I just, I love the story of it. About a uh, abandoned child born on a um, ship freighter in the 1900s, and he becomes a great piano player. And it's a great story. He never sets foot on land. Wonderful movie, and it's on your uh, ongoing roulette list. You will watch this movie eventually. Um, Good. Okay. <laughs> unfortunately, I had to bump it down, as well as number 44. Romeo is Bleeding. Another movie that I absolutely love, but I have to go, did it push the envelope? Did it do this? Eh, not so much. Uh, Still a great movie, and another one you will watch. Uh, Number 43, one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, comedies. I I mean, this would probably make top ten if I was just making a comedy list, and that is Swingers. 
Mm. I have watched this movie so many times. I still have friends that I can not see them for two years, and we are throwing lines from Swingers back and forth immediately. <laughs> uh, nice. that, this is one of those at that, that time and place, right time and place. Loved it. Uh, number 42, I have Jurassic Park. And if you ran into me when this movie came out, it would probably be number one because it was my favorite movie for a long time. I came out of the theater saying they will never top that movie. All cinema is dead. <laughs> and then I watched it uh, about a hundred more times over the years and realized that not only have they topped this many times over, it's far from a perfect movie. I still like it a lot and give it a lot of credit. That's why it's on the list. Uh, it pushed the envelope, but oh boy, there's some painful moments in this movie. Uh, next up, I have my only, I believe it's my only uh, entry from da, 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 who, uh, Oliver Stone, The Doors, uh, Okay. I, where I think his crazy, insane, acid-tripping style of cinema actually works is in a movie about guys who are tripping on acid most of the time. Uh, I think it fits the band perfectly, and it were, is... is as far as I, I think that's my favorite movie from him. The only one that I give super high marks, maybe even a perfect score. It's a great film. I've never seen that oh, movie. Oh, it's great. Val Kilmer is amazing in it. And that he didn't win an Oscar is just wrong. <laughs> that's yeah. probably my favorite movie from Oliver Stone. And I don't even really like him all that much. So that's that's yeah. saying something that not only do I like it, I give it like a 9 or a 10. It's a fantastic film. Awesome. Okay, uh, okay back to you. Okay, so for me, next up, um, I've got, uh, oh, which one, okay, because uh, it's funny, I'm looking at them and I'm like, well, for the next five, like this, and I kind of like this one here a little bit better than the next one. I have a feeling we're going to get into that one. Oh, no, really this, that, that, that time has passed. It's now gone. <laughs> it, it's now go it's, for it. Yep. It's, okay, okay, well, if that's the case, next up for me is 1985's Day of the Dead. This is, this is George Romero's third of his Dead trilogy after Night and Dawn. And uh, I think that it is probably, well, I don't want to say it's the best that he did, uh, but it's the most nihilistic and uh, downbeat, and I think that it holds up quite well, especially for a mid-80s movie. It, it's still, it, it's very hardcore, and uh, it's not just cheesy horror movie. It, um, there's a, the acting, I think the acting is very, very good in the movie, and it you care about the people in the uh, movie. I, so. I mean, for a long time, that was my least of his original trilogy, and after many rewatches, I've come around and saying that's the best of the original trilogy. Yeah, it holds up very well. It, it, yeah, it, it grows yeah. on Yeah, and this would be a good place to interject one of the rules that we put forth with our top 100 uh, when we were putting this segment together, is instead of all the sequels and putting them in different places, and is Day of the Dead better than Dawn of the Dead or better than Night yeah. of the Dead, we said you get one. And that counts for the whole trilogy. So we're not going to be arguing about was Temple of Doom better than Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever, what, whatever, Aliens better than Alien. We're not going to sit here and, and debate that because we love those movies. So you just pick one and that's it, your entry for the saga. Uh, gotcha. Day of the Dead. And I would agree with you. Okay. Next up is. And. and Listeners out there, please bear with me. I know you know I'm a huge horror fan, so there's going to be a lot of horror up front. But honestly, the more I look at my list, the more it gets closer to number one. The horror does start to fizzle out a little bit more. That's, 
That's uh, okay. We also said yeah. that this is about our favorite, not about yeah. best. And we make yeah, that distinction. A lot of people hate that distinction. I love it. I, I think there's a it absolutely exists. Yeah, because for me, I'm I'm a horror guy. That's you know, that's what I love is horror movies. So a lot of what you're going to hear is is horror movies. Um, okay. Well, next up for me is Hellbound Hellraiser Part Two. Nice. Uh, I think that that is a extremely worthy follow up, very ambitious follow up to the fantastic Clive Barker directed first one. So you, you uh, think one, it's better than the first one? No, no, no I didn't say that. Uh, actually, Hellraiser is in my top one hundred. Although now that we now that you bring that up again, <laughs> you forgot the I'm rules like, already. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but they are very close to being uh, equal equals to me. I think that. Uh, they took that. St- I, what I like is they took that story and went way farther with it, and it wasn't just another. It, to me, Hell, Hellbound was not a cheap cash in. No, it, I agree. They really went for it, and I I really appreciated the fact that it's not just Hellraiser Part Two. Here we go again. It was very. Here comes Frank expounded again. Expounded on the. Yeah, it, it expounded on the Hellraiser world that Barker created. I really appreciated that. Um, okay, next up for me is. Uh, <laughs> Lucio Fulci's City of the Living Dead. <laughs> uh, this is one of his most atmospheric movies, and this is one of his, uh, what I, I like to consider his more apocalyptic type movies, where uh, he made a couple movies in the early 80s that were all very, very similar with their doom, like the world is screwed type of scenarios. Uh, City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, and Zombie were were the main three that had that very apocalyptic type thing that we're all hosed. Yeah. Uh, and I, I liked that. City of the Living Dead uh, has some of the most iconic special effects uh, ever. They're, it's amazing. It's still They still hold up today. And the effects artist, uh, uh, Giannani DeRossi, I think is how you pronounce his name. I could be wrong. But he still is working today. He's one of the best effects artists to ever come out of Italy. And it, it's a, and it's I love the story. It's, it, it's almost David Lynchian in that it's, 90% of it's there, but there's enough that's not quite there that it's like, what? Oh, I, I almost get it, but it makes it all the creepier, and I, I, I love it. I love, love, love that movie. Uh, that was how many? Uh, you got two more. Okay, two more. Real quick here. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time. Next up, and I have only watched this movie one time, but I liked it so much that it already made my honorable mentions. Uh, and that is, and after I read the book, I had to watch the movie. And I think that you were the one that that's, that spurred me on to watch the movie. And that is Toby Hooper's Salem's Lot. Oh, yes, that uh, definitely was me. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that was a TV movie. That is such a good movie. Um, now, that was the it, uh, it, original from 70-something? Yeah, 79. Uh, I cannot believe they, they truly captured... King's fantastic book because that's one of that's probably my third favorite book that I've ever read, and that movie captured most of what made the book so good. If you have not seen it, I urge you to one read the book and then two seek out the uh, the DVD. The DVD doesn't look that good. I'm hoping for a Blu-ray eventually, but um, that movie holds up. I haven't seen it. I never saw it before until like a year ago. I had seen it on VHS, so I have no uh, idea. Yeah. It's still creepy. It's got this '70s feel to it, and it's scary, man. I, it's a good movie. Um, okay, and last up for me is Eli Roth's Cabin Fever. Oh wow! I'm surprised it's that far down. 
Well, I, I know, uh, but I love that movie. I think it usually gets four, four and a half stars from me. I love that movie, but there's so many other movies. I'm such a movie fiend. There's so many other movies. I know, man. I, uh, I know how hard it is. I, I was putting this together even yeah. for the bottom, and I, I ended up having to cut uh, four or five uh, from my list, and it was painful. It was like uh, painful. It was like, no, I love you. Don't go into the drawer. But I had yeah. no choice. I had to do it. Yeah. So and I, it's I I like that movie. I I love the movie. So I'm not gonna. We're we're already. We could expound on these movies for days. Hours. Yeah. So we'll just try <laughs> yeah. and truck right through. Yeah. Uh, we made it through uh, ten. <laughs> Oh damn it! How are we gonna do? Uh, this? How are we gonna do this? <laughs> Honorable mentions. We just gotta breathe. We gotta get through them. That's all. Yeah. Um, okay, number forty. I have Equilibrium, fantastic action film that I think pushes the envelope, but a little cheesy in some parts, or it doesn't quite work all the way. Still an excellent film. Must watch. Number thirty nine. Speed. I will never forget seeing that movie in the theater. It's one of. The, uh, it was just amazing. I've never heard that many f bombs. Uh, number thirty eight. <laughs> Ronan. This one was hard to keep out of my top 100 from John Frankenheimer. As I absolutely mm-hmm. love this movie, and it gets better every single time I watch it. The layers of writing on display in this film are unbelievable. Uh, number 37, James Cameron's Avatar. I love. I, I mean, I, I appreciate what it is. I love it. I, like two years before it came out, I predicted this will be the biggest movie of all time. And I got laughed at. It's the biggest movie of all time. Suck it. Um, <laughs> number 36, and this was another one hard to keep out of my top 100 because I have so much love for it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? This thing pushed ah. so many boundaries with animation and live action. I, It's a fantastic film from beginning to end. Absolutely love it. Uh, okay, next five, you. Okay, next up for me is Life Force, another Toby Hooper movie. Uh, this is the one that put Canon... Canon, uh, the studio, pretty much this was the beginning of their downfall because the budget was so huge uh, and the movie did not do good. This is a good movie. This should be seen even by you non-horror fans out there. Yes. Very good movie. Great storyline, great effects. Holds up very well. Great movie. Um, next up is Poltergeist. Another Toby yeah, Hooper movie. Yeah, there's a lot of Toby Hooper going on. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that guy... When you really look at his his list of movies, I'm like, he actually has a bunch of good movies. Now that one there, though, there's a lot of Steven Spielberg yeah, in there, there and there's <laughs> there's there's controversy on there. But um, it's a great movie. Uh, you know the movie. I'm not going to continue yeah. with that. You, uh, next up is Steven Spielberg's Duel. Hmm, interesting. Have you seen? Yes, Duel? I've seen it. Yeah, uh, I like the fact. Uh, uh, real quickly, the reason I like it so much is the fact that. Spielberg was so young when he made it, and it was a made-for-TV movie, and it is such a good movie for a made-for-TV movie. Um, I, I, my my love for that movie grows because of knowing how young he was, and just every time I watch it, it just I'm like, man, the guy was in his visionary early twenties. That's 20s. the best way to yeah. describe it is visionary. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, and it's so minimalist. Yeah. It's, there's almost no talking. Great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is the original, uh, not the original, but the, the uh, VHS Part 1, the anthology oh, movie yeah. with the yeah, VHS yeah, tapes. Okay. Uh, I thought that was extremely good. I liked the second one better, but um, in, in the in the time at, at this point, found footage movies are like, okay, we're kind of done with the found footage thing, but VHS still brought something new to the table. I appreciated that. I, I really enjoyed I that movie. Um, what, what am I asking? Uh, one more. One more? 
I am also going to include Avatar. Oh, wow. I, we're yeah. close. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to include Avatar. Uh, the, that's one of those that the more you watch it, the more you're like, eh, okay. It's it's visionary. It's It was game-changing with, with cinema, with the 3D. I, the first time I watched it, I was blown away. This is the greatest thing ever. Now it's like, oh, okay. Now, have you ever watched it in 2D? Especially if you, if I you have, watch it in 2D, the flaws start really coming out. Yeah, I have not. I've only watched it in 3D. Mm. Yeah, so. well, there you go. Okay, yeah. uh, back to me. In 35, Leon the Professional. Another one that was hard for me to keep out of the top 100, but I had to do it. Fantastic film, one of my favorite scores. Top, probably top 10 scores of all time. It, just subtle and amazing. Uh, 34, Wes Anderson, uh, I believe. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Ooh, nice. You're going to see nice. there's a lot of animation on this list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm i a sucker for animation. This is even stop motion is a form of animation. And this was just brilliant yeah. from beginning to end. And he uh, did the entire movie by himself with a camera to show the animators what it should look like when the characters do this and this and this. Um, he, he acted out the entire film. It, that's just genius. I love that. Yeah. Um, yep. On the other end of the spectrum, number 33, Tetsuo, the Iron Man. <laughs> oh! The other side <laughs> of stop-motion animation, where you make a guy look like he's walking down the street and have a drill penis and uh, rip people apart and uh, all kinds of metal go into his body and create a cyborg. One of the most fantastically weird, low-budget movies of all time. I love this film. And it gets a 10 from me, but I had to knock it down because there were ones I liked more. Uh, number 32, yeah. the original Ringu. This movie oh, just... Oh, okay. The first time we I watched it, like a bat upside the head. It, it was one of those where the hair stands up on the back of your neck, and you feel your hair turning white in the front, and you lose control of your bowels. It was that scary. Of course, it went done to death with... Uh, J-Horror after that, but the original yeah. is still effective. Um, number 31, I have a remake. The original doesn't even make the list, I don't think, but the remake is so damn good, I have to put it on there, and it's on your roulette, and that is Fist of Legend, a Jet Li movie, which is a oh. remake of Bruce Lee's Chinese Connection. An absolutely fantastic film. Um fights unlike you've seen in anything else. It's just amazing and you'll love it. Uh, but unfortunately I only have it on DVD. Eventually I'll get it on Blu-ray and then we can uh, then I can actually let you watch it in a okay. watchable format. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Five more from you. Uh, next up is the French animated movie Fantastic Planet. Hmm. Um, I, I, this movie is visionary. It's 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 genius, and it's the the closest thing I can. Uh, this might be the the closest thing I can compare to an acid trip. Um, it, it's 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 almost. Uh, it's hard for me to describe the movie other than it's it's it takes place on another planet with aliens in the seventies, and it is the trippiest thing you'll ever see. I love fantastic an planet. animated movie on your list that I haven't seen. <laughs> Oh, dude, you have got uh, to watch Fantastic Planet. It is great. Oh, hey, I, you know I will. I love animated films. Oh, man, it is so bizarro. Oh, man, I, I love it. 
Um, okay, that's fantastic planet. Next up is Baraka. Um, or what? Uh, no, I, no, I'm just laughing because it's going over my stuff, and I think uh, if it's not on this list, it may at either the next honorable mentions or the top 100. It's on there. Yeah, yeah, and Baraka. And here's the thing: I could include uh, Samsara on this because Samsara is is that's every technically your sequel Bar- though. Yeah, it is. It is, and that's why it's like Baraka, Samsara. They're pretty much to me the same thing. If you haven't seen either of those. Get get out there right now and watch them. I don't care even if it's on a 19-inch screen. They are I'll amazing. derail you for a second here. Uh, the first time I watched Baraka was in my first apartment. You were in that apartment. Uh, what a yep. shithole it was. I had a <laughs> 25-inch old school. This is before all the flat screens. I had a 25-inch tube TV setting up, and we were, I was like 25 feet away. I had a pretty decent-sized living room. Um, and I happened to have... I was still rocking satellite at the time before I cut the cord. Came on uh, independent film IFC, independent film channel, at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just started watching. I was like, oh, this will help me fall asleep. It's kind of a documentary thing with nature and whatnot. Stayed up through the entire thing. Mind-blowing. Masterpiece. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway. It is. It truly, it's... Uh, it's, it's one of those I amazing. will never forget my first viewing of that movie, and I tried to get you to watch that movie for about 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, and finally, finally, finally watched yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So Baraka. Next up is the Shawshank Redemption. Man, uh, that probably should make my top one hundred. But there's so many for me that some of these just simply they don't. Fall uh, I believe I, I, Shawshank got knocked into my next section of honorable mention, but I believe it also didn't make my top one. It was so maybe it did. I, I can't remember, but it was it was on the chopping block. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so uh, what am I at? How uh, many two more, more do I have? Okay, two more. Next up, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> Tim Burton. Um, that movie is great. I don't care who knows who. Oh, Pee-wee, what? No, it's good. It's it's hilarious. Uh, it's it captures a certain time period so well. Uh, I I, just, I love the movie. I think it's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really? even know that I've seen it. Uh, the, one of them popped up on Netflix, but I don't know. I don't think it was that one. No, it's Big Top Pee Wee. Okay. Is I think on Netflix. Yeah, Big Pee Wee's Big Adventure is. Uh, you know, you and I have talked a lot yeah. about Tim Burton. His original stuff is his best stuff. That's his original stuff, and it's just so bonkers and I, crazy. Seriously, I don't think I've ever seen it. If I have, it was so long ago. I wouldn't even have counted myself a fan of movies yet. You know, I mean, it was a oh, long man, time ago. Yeah. Okay, and then last for me, uh, this round, uh, for this five, is uh, True Lies. James Cameron's True Lies. Nice. Yeah. It's not his best, but it's damn good movie. Yes, it is. Uh, Okay, over to me for the final five of this round. Number 30, the only uh, movie from... Dang on it, what's his name? Uh, It's getting late. Uh, Match Point. (laughs) Do you remember this movie? It's black and white. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Woody Allen. It's the only Woody Allen movie on my list. Sorry. Mm. Match Point. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Do uh, you remember? Is it coming coming back? Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now, yep. I got you. I love this movie. Fantastic movie. Love it so much that I can't remember the director's name. Uh, it just does. It, it's not his normal kind of movie. It, he. This is at the time when he started turning and making a different style of movie. It's not like... 
specifically wooden Woody Allen. Like usually you can just like close your eyes and listen and you go, that's a Woody Allen movie. Uh, yeah, th- this is not that. And it, it, shooting it in black and white was just, I don't know. It works so well ev- on every level. Um, number 29, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Ooh, good Absolutely one. Absolutely love this film. Uh, I don't even know if there's another Gilliam film on my list. Oh, yes, there is. Actually, there's one that made my top 100. I'll save that. But this one, I absolutely love. I think the use of the multiple actors after What's-His-Name's death was brilliant, and I think it works so well. Uh, number 28, Gattaca. Uh, it's the best film this guy has made. He's been trying to top it ever since or mimic it ever since, and none of it has worked. Do you remember the arm time sci-fi movie with uh, Justin Timberlake. He's been yes. trying to mimic Gattaca ever since. It just hasn't worked. I don't know why, but I don't care for it. Number 27, Watchmen. This one was really, really hard not to put up there, but there's just enough cheese in this thing that didn't quite make my list. I love the film, but uh, it didn't make it in the top 100. And number 26, Captain America. The original. Mm. I love the sequel, and it's included in with this. I would say they're about the same, but I love that original so much. Um, and I remember before I saw it in the theater, I told you, this is how the movie needs to begin, and this is how the movie needs to end. And I think we saw it at the same night separately, though, like to different the- theaters. And we were texting afterwards and was like, that's how the movie began, and that's how it ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. The sequel was fantastic. I can't wait for the next one. And uh, the book of the next one, actually, might we might do a book roulette kind of thing so that I can force oh, you yes. to read that. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Your last five for this round. Okay. Uh, first up is Ghostbusters. Uh I, it probably should be my top 100, but it's, you know, it's a little bit dated, but I, I love the movie. It holds up well. I remember it vividly as a, a 10-year-old boy watching it in the theater and just like, this is the best thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, uh, love Ghostbusters. Uh, next up is Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. And that movie there, I, I, again, it's like it's hard for me to rate it this high already. I've only watched it one time in the theater, but it was such a fantastic movie. Uh, you are crazy, it, although I only watched it one time and it's higher than this. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up for me is Paul Verhoeven's RoboCop. Oh, uh, sure, shame. it's sure it's yeah, sure it's dated, but you know what? It's a good movie. Did it make my top one hundred? No, but it is a very much honorable. Uh, I mention. say shame uh, because I. Th- believe that one did make my top 100 <laughs> oh did Maybe. it really it's a, it's higher than this page uh, oh okay yeah and it, yeah it's, it's you know i i love uh, me I, some paul verhoeven sci-fi when that guy's doing sci-fi man it's it's magic yeah i know i know i agree uh next up i'm very curious what you're gonna think of this is unbreakable m night Shyamalan's unbreakable i think personally this is his best movie. oh easily and i believe yeah. this is in my top 100 Okay. It, this one here could be, yeah. I, well, all of these, I wish that all of these would be in my top 100. You gotta pick. You gotta pick. That's I know. all there is to it. That's fine if yours yeah. are, are some uh, completely shitty horror from the 70s. That's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's it's it, it comes down to uh, Desert Island. You're on Desert Island. What do you want to watch? You have one movie yeah. left to watch yeah. before I 
put a bullet in your head. Um, yeah. Unbreakable or City of the Living Dead. You're going to watch whatever you want, you know, what you want to yeah, see. That's right. Yep. And the last one, and then this one here is, <laughs> this is art, art is subjective, but <laughs> I, am go- I am going to go with, um, and this one here is one that I've talked about on my show. You tried to watch it. You weren't able to because it was on the PAL DVD, but I'm going to go with the, uh, the House of Horrors series, and that would be House of Witchcraft, House of Lost Souls, House of Clocks. Um, I- I'm including all of those into one little thing because okay. they're all, they, um, but for, like you said, on a desert island, what what movie are you gonna? What movies are you gonna, you gonna watch like year after year? Yeah. I love those movies. They are super cheesy, but I watch them every year. I watch those way more than a lot of Oscar winning movies. I I love them. They are a, they have a, they hold a special place in my heart, and therefore they make this honorable mention list. Especially House of Lost Souls. I think I think that is a fantastically awesome bad yeah, I wish so bad I could have watched it, but both of those were PAL. Yeah. I, I was so ready to I move know, on to Witchcraft sucks. and, pa- and uh, that one, but they were both PAL. Clocks, it was, it was oh, so they're... odd that I started with Clocks, and it was the only one that worked. <laughs> oh, and that's the le- that's the least of the three. Oh, really? But, uh, oh, Lost Souls is great, but yeah, those are just, you know, I know that they're, they are probably some of the cheesiest ones that you will see on my list, but I, I they hold a special place in my heart, so I've got to bring them up. That's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Add whatever the hell you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're, I mean, seriously, there are some people that would that would add, put Breaking Bad and uh, Sopranos and stuff like TV shows, a series on their on their list, and that's fine. Go ahead. If you, that's the kind of thing that yeah. you're gonna rewatch. I mean, I I love those series, but at the same time, I don't just don't see myself rewatching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, and that's another yeah. rewatchability. How much, how often are you going to rewatch this stuff? Yeah, and, and I think that that's another reason why it's like some of, like even Maniac. It's like that by no means is a great movie, but the rewatchability for me and my personality, it's like that's a that's that makes it into the hey, honorable mention. It was coming into play yeah. when I was organizing the uh, this list today. It was uh, okay. Here's twenty five. What do I got to do? What order am I going to put them in? It's like, well, yeah. I would rather watch this over this, even though this is a technically uh, more well-made movie. I would rather watch, uh, you know, Leon shoot somebody in the head. That's funny or yeah. better to me, <laughs> more entertaining. I I can tell that we're gonna have a blast with because I'm already I'm like, oh, I I still want to keep going with this. <laughs> I haven't even organized <laughs> my next section. I, I I pull out the sections and uh, okay now it's time and do it and that's it yeah uh, okay now it is time to move on to recently watched I know we're already across the uh, hour mark but that's okay because I have recently watched that I have got to get to and it's got to be done in this episode um <clears throat> first off real quick I want to talk about a little bit of TV we don't do a lot of TV on here and I know you don't care about it but I just want to spend a little bit of time on that uh, and that's because this TV I'm talking about is Netflix original programming first off is Marco Polo season one watched that it was good I really dug it I'm definitely in for more uh, you might like it not wife material a little too gory and crazy um, but it was good. It was definitely good stuff. I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, uh, last night, we just finished up... We, we, we Since we enjoyed that Netflix original so much, we said, let's go on to more and try the... Uh, this show I've been hearing a lot about on the internet, and that's Peaky Blinders uh, with Cillian Murphy. Let's give it a shot. 
awesome. Phenomenal. This is it's even better than Marco Polo. This is. Do you remember in Godfather Part Two the scenes with uh, De Niro in the turn of the century, nineteen hundred, where, where they're being all gangstery? Oh yes, it's, it's like yes. A, it's like a, a show about that. It's badass with badass music behind it. It's fantastic. We just finished season one. Start, uh, just watched uh, first episode of season two tonight. It, it's so damn good, and it's. Cillian Murphy being a badass in 1919 or something. Nice, after, that sounds after great. After World War One, seriously, dude, you would love it. I'm telling you, you would love it. Okay, um, all right. So that's my little double double header of Netflix original programming. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, for me. I've got so many, so I just have to pick a couple because I know that we are running out of time. Uh, I'm not. So I'm, I'm not going to go press for time tonight. If you want to just keep going, let's keep going. I, I got. I got to okay. get this crap off my list. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. For me, and some of this stuff I talk about on my show, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about it here. But you know, I still want to mention it. One movie that I do want to mention, <clears throat> I just got done watching, and I want to bring it to your attention. Is a movie from 1972 called Silent Night, Bloody Night. Yeah, that's. I, I've been asking you about that movie for a while. Not on the pod, but uh, elsewise. Yeah. I, have, I have it on DVD. You yes, do. I have it. I, 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 was, I keep asking you about it, and you're like, eh, it's okay. Okay, well, I didn't die. I have never seen that. <laughs> oh, no, I thought you... <laughs> I, I thought I did, too. I thought, I'm like, okay, and yeah, no. And then and, and I see that um, the fantastic uh, niche Blu-ray company Vinegar Syndrome... Uh, they actually have a downloadable for free version of this. You can make donations if you want, but they have a 720p HD downloadable version of Silent Night, Bloody Night on their site. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to download it and watch it. And after starting watching it, I'm like, I haven't seen this movie. This is one cool little low budget gothic horror movie from the early 70s. Uh, I think that you would really like it, especially it's it's really bizarro. Like it's not the title is deceiving. Um, it, some really cool twists in the movie. Uh, it it definitely gets a thumbs up from me, especially for, as a jaded first jaded horror fan that's watching this for the first time. I'm like, that was cool. I I appreciate that movie for what so it was. So did you think that you had seen it before? Because I, I swear I did, that yes, you I, were like, eh, it's okay, but nothing great. Yeah, I thought, you know, no, I thought I did. And maybe I watched the first couple minutes. Um, and, and, uh, I will say this, that the, I, I actually, I actually checked it out. It's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. The quality uh, is on YouTube is VHS. It's so piss poor. It's virtually unwatchable. Well, um, I have a DVD. And I think it's, it's in a collection back here. I just have never got around to watching it. Yeah. So, but for, I would suggest to you go to their site, mm-hmm. Vinegar Syndrome site, and actually get the free version, legally free version, in high definition. Uh, to download it. You can either watch it on their site or download it. It's it looks really really good. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I actually talked about that on my show that I recorded earlier today. Is certain movies. If they're really cleaned up and get some tender loving care done to them, they actually are better than than if you'd watch the same movie in a very crappy old VHS ported over to streaming or DVD right. version. To me, that's right. I, I understand uh, what you're saying. I totally do. Yeah. So, but uh, it, it's a gem in the rough, and it's one that you don't have to necessarily be a horror fan to appreciate. If you're a fan of old school movies, uh, gothic movies especially, because this has a very gothic early 70s feel to it but it does it definitely gets a thumbs up from cool me. well i will 
definitely check it out. Uh, okay, I'm going to do another double header real quick of uh, fairly crappy movies. And these are ah. movies that get, uh, I don't even know what I would rate this, no score, I think. That would be the circle with the slash, the Ghostbusters no way symbol. Um, Shin Onomusha, Dawn of Dreams is an anime film that was recently added to Netflix. I'm a huge fan of the Onomusha game series that was on PlayStation 2. Um, the original trilogy, that is one, two, three movies. There was a fourth movie, which apparently this is it. They took all the cutscenes and put them together and made a movie. And they reel you in because the beginning section, they actually produced uh, an anime um, section to get you to watch it. And then after that awesomeness, it goes to PlayStation 2 graphics, which are not great by today's standards. And uh, somebody narrating between scenes, I was like, what? This looks terrible, and it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. So I started doing some research online, and turns out it is a PlayStation 2 game. That they just uh. put the slap the scenes together. So I watched about 20 minutes of that, wasted my life. Uh, no score, did not finish. Next up, uh, uh, Yakuza Weapon. <sighs> this was a blind buy for $2 on Blu-ray, and it looked sweet because it's some Japanese guy with a Gatling gun as an arm, and he's, sh he's shooting people, and it's called Yakuza Weapon. That's gotta be good, right? It's not. Starring from <laughs> the makers of Versus, aka Taksaguchi, the star of Versus, who has not made anything good in a long time, but has been cashing in on being in Versus, quote-unquote. Yeah. Very painful, and I'm freaking done with this guy. It's... It, I'm like, why is this so bad? This should be easy, but it's so terrible from the very get-go. Did a little research online... Yeah, because of low-budget uh, funding, he only had 12 days to shoot the entire film. And, oh, dude, it's so painfully bad. Like, from the the first... F I Seriously, if it had been on Netflix, I wouldn't have made it through the opening credits. I would have turned it off and been done and moved, gone on about my day. But I bought the Blu-ray, so I watched a little longer, a little longer, and the credits take forever, you know, because they're intercut with the action. Uh... That was horrible. Oh, it was just horrible. Finally, I, enough. I, after 10 or 15 minutes, I just turned it off. Took it out, and that will be getting traded in. Uh, so there's <laughs> my doubleheader of crap, no-score movies. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Uh, okay, so for me, I've got... Um, I can do one or two more. Uh, one, and the reason I'm going to talk about this one here is because you brought up earlier in the show... Uh, how certain certain producers have certain styles, like oh that's a that's a Roger Corman movie, oh that's a that's a trauma movie, or you know, Olaf Eatonbottom, Yuli right. Bull. They they all they they have even Full Moon. Full Moon has a certain feel of like or, okay I'm Edward watching Furlong, a Full Moon we movie. See his name come up and we're like oh yes, it's we time do. to yes. move on. It's it's time to move on. <laughs> yes. So one one person and I I. You know, I'll hit on this on my show because this is definitely soft underbelly material here. Fred Olin Ray. Uh, Fred Olin Ray is uh, very similar, in my opinion, to Lloyd Kaufman. In 
his style of filmmaking, extreme low budgets, shooting uh, minimalist sets, and as cheap and fast as you can do it. Uh, and I, I watched Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers again. <laughs> Wait, again? <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray, oh. you see. <laughs> Hollywood yeah, Chainsaw you and You and Furlong that, that, have something in common. Yes, yeah. That he that he yeah. signed. He signed. Yeah, I have his oh, autograph. No, he, didn't, on his... he didn't watch the Blu-ray. He just he's seen that Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> no, but Fred Olin Fred Olin Ray was big in the eighties with uh, with his brand of filmmaking. <laughs> and then he has he... tried to assassinate a Beatle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! What a name. Uh, yeah, Fred Olin Ray, and he, actually Fred Olin Ray was. Um, um, he did Evil Spawn because you've yeah, seen that, right? Who hasn't? Yeah, yeah, who hasn't? Uh, and and then Hollywood, Ch- Hollywood, Hollywood Chainsaw, Chainsaw Hookers, Hookers naturally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I have the Blu-ray with his signature on it because the first three hundred buyers gets their sig- gets his signature. Um, I have so a like, question. Well, real well quick. of course what I have to see that. What the other uh, two hundred ninety-nine purchasers get? <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> They opened up the Blu-ray and there was like smeared shit inside. <laughs> and they're like, bonus! <laughs> bonus! Nice! This is better than the movie! <laughs> oh. oh, So, yeah. Um, so, but uh, it's uh, it's a Fred Olin Ray movie and it's, 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 it's nude 80s chicks with, uh, with someone off-screen squirting ketchup bottles on them. Uh, with, how with how a chainsaw, ambitious! How did they come up with three hundred? Like the first three, yeah. how did they come up with that yeah. number? Yeah, the the first three hundred Blu-ray buyers, the, the, and you can go on to, uh, to Amazon. It's for sale there, and they haven't sold out of the first three hundred and ninety-eight left. Yeah. <laughs> so me and some other guy that's smearing uh, peanut butter it's, all it's over David himself Allen's right now. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So I yeah, they sold two copies. <laughs> me, me, and uh, me, me and Fred Olin Ray both have a copy Fred right Olin now. Fred Olin Ray, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's great. Uh, okay. So yeah. So any, anyway, um, I have nothing else to say. Anyway, I, I oh haven't told God. you about Go the story. <laughs> Do I need to know any more about this movie? Um, Gunnar Hansen is it? Somehow Gunnar Hansen was in it. <laughs> And, uh, and he was, I, I watched the, yeah, I watched the special features on this <laughs> and, uh, Gunnar Hansen was unavailable to, com- to comment on, <laughs> to comment on, but, but Fred Olin Ray, Fred oh, Olin he Ray, had a lot to say, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah he, he chimed in on why, why Gunnar Hansen was. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we were only able to afford Gunnar Hansen, Gunnar Hansen for like a day and a half. <laughs> He said, "So we, you know, we filmed all his scenes in like one one take, or uh, oh. and I'm just sitting here watching it, thinking I spent twenty dollars of my money is in some guy's pocket." <laughs> oh, it's somewhere Gunnar Hansen is cashing a two cent check and going, yes, like, "This is yes. from what chainsaw? Yeah. What?" What was that I was, in? No, what? that oh. couldn't have been me. That had to be the other Gunner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, Gunner Hansen and Fred Olin Ray and Eugene Weaver all te- all teamed up oh. to bring you Hollywood Chainsaw oh. Hunters. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So. 
And the funny thing is, I haven't even said what the storyline is on this movie. <laughs> oh, please go in depth. Let's, let's see. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's about Hollywood chainsaw no hookers. That's literally yeah. That's back to you. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <sighs> Oh, the nose is slowly starting to like, okay, eyes getting watery, nose starting to want to... Okay, okay, reel it in, reel it in, okay. Uh, I got two left. I'm going to do a quick doubleheader of animation. First up is Resident Evil Degeneration. This is a Blu-ray that I got on the ultra cheap, and I thought, eh, it's worth upgrading for that. I, I love the animation. And for some reason, I absolutely cannot stay awake through this movie. As some, for some reason, I get to that third act and I just start dozing. There's it, it just a little too much talking. Um, but I still really like the movie. It's still good. I just always seem to be tired when I'm watching it. Uh, on the other side of that, Appleseed Alpha, which is the third film... Well, technically fourth. Uh, there was an Appleseed movie in the 80s that was very low budget and sucked. Uh, then they reinvigorated the series, rebooted it, Appleseed 1, and Appleseed 2 is uh, called Ex Machina. Uh, as good as the first, it's fantastic. It's a combination of CGI and cell shading. It's beautiful. This Appleseed Alpha is the third film, but it is a prequel to the first one, which I don't like that. Everybody's all into these prequels, and I'm like, who gives a shit? Move on. Uh, yeah. But you know what? It actually turned out to be a pretty badass movie. I oh, uh, cool. I, I really liked it, and that was a great $1.99 purchase on DVD for me. I have the whole series on DVD. I thought, why not? Just keep going on DVD, and I'll probably... They'll come out with a Blu-ray box set, and I'll upgrade. Till then, it, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, okay, I got one more, and then I'm done. Uh, do you have another one for us? Uh, you know what? I'm going to leave it at Hollywood Chainsaw <laughs> Hookers, because I literally cannot follow that up with anything remotely interesting. That just that summed up, that summed up my life. Okay, well, the only one that I have to add to get into this pod is that is, uh, it was also given to me for the roulette as a backup for this week and, uh, The Damned. I watched The Damned. Yes, oh, you I did? did. Yep. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, good flick. And you kept, uh, saying it's like a Spanish Evil Dead. I would say it's like a Spanish Evil Dead, but more like through the vein of The Fallen with, uh, Denzel Washington, you remember that? It was oh, a little, yes. Oh, yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely right. It was like right. a beautiful combination of those two movies. And it, a little cheesy here and there, like a, a little bit of Agreed. bad acting, yep. a little dodgy writing, a little dodgy acting. Agreed. Uh, still a good movie. Very much a thumbs up. That that, that yeah. was creepy. Yeah, that was a ge- that, that to me was a gem in the rough. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. When it, when it was done, I'm like, no, that was a solid horror movie. That was That was good. It was. I completely agree. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I wanted to get that one off my list uh, <laughs> because you keep giving it to me, but it, yeah. I, I also had wanted to watch it. But it was a, it was a good it was a good flick. Cool, ah, it's, uh, you surprised yeah, me on I that one. I figured like that. That I was going <laughs> to throw that back your way here. Eventually, and lastly, but... I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Hollywood Horror Hooker 
Slumber, slumber yeah, Party yeah. Massacre. Uh, shockingly uh, directed yeah. by somebody with three yeah. first names yeah. uh, who may or may not have been implicated <laughs> in the assassination of a, a movie yeah. starlet in the 70s or a president. <laughs> the Vagina Shotgun Strangler. <laughs> Starring Jodie Foster and Robert Englund. <laughs> who appeared for 30 seconds. In the yeah. background. Yes. Oh... <laughs> Fred Owen Ray. <laughs> I like that you said his three first names. <laughs> it's great. Because, oh, because it's, yeah, he's done so much, you see. Who doesn't know the work of, of Fred Allen, uh, Alvers, Adam Iverson? <laughs> okay, for this episode of Movie Freaks, <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. And I'm as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly on iTunes. And you can find us not on YouTube because they ban stick figures. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see you next time. Okay, see ya. Thanks for listening.